Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Android Central podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I am the managing editor here at Android Central, and I have my lovely guest with me, Jerry Hildenbrand. Hello, good sir. Hey, hey, hey. What's happening? How are you today? I'm okay. How are you? Good. I can hear my dog whimpering in the background because he doesn't want to go for a nap. So if you guys can hear that, I apologize. Hopefully you can't hear it. Uh, I've got my good friend, Nick Sutrick. Hi, Nick. Hey, hey. My uh, One of my hens is singing the egg song. So, you know, that may what's, possibly... What's, yeah. the, mm, egg, what's the egg song? They... they, they <laughs> effectively squawk and sing while they're laying an egg and sometimes they do oh. it afterwards too because they're proud of it or you know we like to attribute oh that as humans I, so we'll just go with it i said out loud one time i wonder why they make that so much noise when they're laying an egg and my wife looked at me and said look at the egg then look at the size of where it comes from shut up oh my god <laughs> and i'm like oh okay I, I have one that carries on i swear for 20 minutes Oh so, my god! And that's every time she lays. So it's what she's oh doing. Oh my god! Exactly well, well, I hope that they're doing okay. And on that note, <laughs> I'm going to introduce you all to a an amazing writer. Her name is uh, Namira Saud Fatmi. Did I say that correctly, Namira? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, good. So, Namira, <laughs> you guys, you guys might not. You know, maybe you've seen, I'm sure. What are you laughing for? Why are you laughing? <laughs> you guys shut up, okay? I don't think he's laughing. laughing. I think he's coughing. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> my mic switch is weird. <laughs> and it didn't shut the whole way off. Totally thought you were coughing there. Is, it, is everything okay? I hear beeping. That was my alarm clock to remind me that what podcast is at ten thirty. We should just we should just keep all of this in. I think this is hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that's, that's fair. This is content. <laughs> Context. Yeah. Um. So Namira, she is a fantastic writer. She writes for us. Um. But a lot of the things that she writes about are about accessories, and we really wanted to get her on the podcast this week because, and hopefully for more episodes in the future because. Well, first of all, you're a fantastic writer. And secondly, oh, you're so you're a woman in tech and we need more women in tech. Yes, and I we am. Need... <laughs> so how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. I hope everyone else is also doing good today. Well, we're very excited to have you. And for all of you guys who don't know this, Namira is actually based in Bangladesh, which is amazing. So you know, anytime we have her on the pod, we're going to have to record a little bit earlier because time time difference. Is yeah, not it's fun. like three in the morning here, y'all. <laughs> All right. Well, it's well, 8.30 at night here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started. I have a lot of things I want to talk about. And um, I want to start with a story that kind of uh, hit the news pretty hard uh, in the sense. Well, it came from Reddit um, and it was written <laughs> by so Andrew. it's good. <laughs> it's written by Andrew Myrick. Um, he he wrote the, the article. The title is uh, the title of the article is uh, "No, your Galaxy S twenty three Ultra isn't actually taking pictures of the moon, and it doesn't matter." Okay, so he starts off the article by saying, you know, over the weekend there was a post on our our Android a subreddit on Reddit, uh, which basically you know exploded across the tech sphere um, as it attempted to explain how Samsung is quote unquote faking claims that you can take pictures of the moon with your Galaxy S Ultra, and it really I don't know I guess it just rattled everyone up and uh, there's like images that he tried to take and anyways I think Andrew did an amazing job um, summarizing this article. If you haven't read it, you should go and read it. But 
I know, Jerry, you have thoughts. Ah. And I think you, you do too, Nick. So why don't we just get started there? What do you guys think of this whole uh, blah, 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 debacle? It's nonsense. Next topic. <laughs> it, okay, yes, it is absolute I'm nonsense. Kidding, but keep going, yeah. No, you're, you're, but you're right. You know you're right. And I think everybody knows you're right. This is the stupidest thing in the world to be fighting and worry about. Uh, I love the title that Andrew used. I don't like anything past that. Hmm. Uh, everybody got this wrong. Uh, Did Andrew get it wrong? Yes. Oh, God, he's going to listen to this. Everybody got it. Well, Andrew knows that, you know, you, you do the best you can and you give your opinion, and your opinion is never wrong. But Well. <laughs> hey, you know what I said about you could eat? But uh, anyway... This is nothing at all like the pixel smoothing pictures of your running child or a car zooming down the highway. This is nothing at all like that. Samsung knows what the moon will look like at your location based on the date and time. And as long as you get an outline that correctly matches what the moon should look like, it puts a fake picture there. Period. Mm -hmm. This is nothing at all like stitching 60 pictures of your dog together to make it so it's not blurry. And that's that's where everybody screwed up. This is AI the way it's supposed to be used. So it, so but it it has not it ha, it doesn't have anything to to do with the AI or it does no this have... this is how AI should be used. Oh that's, okay. Now my other freaking phone is ringing a phone I'm reviewing I'm sitting <laughs> on it so it'll shut up I don't know how to shut the ringer off. But uh, the, we have a lot of noises today. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's perfect because it's the Samsung uh, ringer too. They're, they're calling you because they don't like your opinion. But uh, <laughs> don't say that. They'll send the Samsung police, and I'll be off to some gulag in Korea. But uh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> this is this is what AI is, and Samsung is. And they're not the first to do this, and this isn't the first conniptions the internet has had about it. Remember what, when Huawei did this exact yep. same thing? Huawei did the right. exact same and thing. And everybody lost their collective minds. I think it's not so much about the fact that it's not the first time that companies have done it, but people are outraged, or I would say they took it personally that it's Samsung, you know, yeah. because they're so big, yep. you know. But it was Huawei, people thought, oh, I I'm sorry, but I think most people thought, you know, Chinese companies, they do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you're past, absolutely correct. This. It's sad, but, you know, when it comes from Samsung, a brand that they trust, or, you know, they have a sentimental attachment to. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of like why. that, yeah, it's kind of like that bigger picture story of, like, why does everyone on Google because... You know, and and why do they want? Why does what do they want Google to fail? We've we've written so much about how many bugs there have been on the Pixel, and how whenever there's an issue that comes with a Pixel phone, people just just go crazy when it comes. And I think it's because it's Google; it's so big, people want to hate on it. But I think Namira, you make such a good point. It's like Samsung is such a trusted company, and did did they come out? With a statement, do any of you guys know? Because I don't know the, if they the did. Samsung explains exactly what they do, but it's in Korean. But, oh. you know, the internet has this little button called translate. If, you know, anybody could have read it. it. It's not like Samsung is hiding what they're doing. And what they're doing is super clever, and I love it. 
Well, think about it. It's it's a picture of the moon. It's not hurting the consumers per se. I would say that. No, no matter how way you feel about it, you know, it's t- just the moon. And come on, yeah, Do people really think that the phone was taking those pictures. In, in my opinion, this helps the consumer. If you wanted a picture of the moon for whatever unknown ritual thing you're doing i don't know why you want a picture of the moon but people do don't you want a good picture of the moon well that's what samsung's giving you is a when good you think picture of the, of the moon. moment you're in most people you know they want to capture the moment what they see with their eyes and what they see with their eyes is not going to compare to what they capture with their phones especially in terms of uh astrophotography it's really hard to capture the moon and stars was it um Samsung that, no, I think it was the iPhone that had that special astrophotography thing. And then I think, wasn't it Andrew that ended up taking some really cool shots? Or maybe it was you, Nick. I can't remember. Um, I think it was the was Pixel, like, though, wasn't it? The Pixel oh, sort oh, of pioneered the, the whole astrophotography thing uh, with the Pixel 4. And Samsung just added it on the S23. In fact, I still have an article I'm supposed to write on how to do that. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and I, I guess just sort of echoing the, the statements of others, right? Like, I don't, I don't see this as a problem simply because, and I know it's not the exact same thing as what Google does with your child's face or whatever, but it's similar in that it's taking a picture and it's enhancing what the camera actually sees. When you snap the shutter, you're not actually getting a clear picture of your child's face on a pixel. What's happening is a lot of pictures are being taken by several cameras on the back of that phone. And then the AI is smart enough to understand, oh, this is a face. We should treat this differently than the rest of the picture. And it then runs that through algorithms and smooths it out and takes the distortion off the wide angle lens and all this other stuff. Like there's a lot of things that happen in the background to give you that picture in the end. And quite frankly, I don't care. Like, why would I care if they're using some smart AI algorithm to now give me a better picture on my phone. Isn't that a positive thing? Yeah, I, I mean, I, there's always something, there's always a reason for someone to, to complain about something. And today, it's about taking pictures of the moon. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's always something, right? And that's just that's just the nature of, of people and consumers. And, and they, they're always going to find fault in something. And, and I, we I should. Also, as much as right. these damn things cost, we should be very A hundred percent. But it's like, should we be complaining about this specific thing or should it be something else? Like maybe a security flaw or something that actually affects you in a way that would be bad, you know? If this bothers you, I encourage you to be mad about it. <laughs> but I also encourage you to think about what's happening and the outcome you're getting. And then, you know, decide if it's still bothers you for sure uh you know okay so speaking of samsung i want to talk about our next topic which is um which was written by nick and i'm really happy that he wrote it because it was something that um we actually have complained about so his article is titled samsung isn't repeating the same mistakes with the galaxy watch 6 um <clears throat> and i'm gonna let nick take away take it away by explaining what he wrote about but i i love that you wrote this nick and uh, i highly encourage everyone to go and read it i i will say first off it's nice to write a follow-up and i've actually done two of these this week it's a follow-up to an editorial i did a year ago 
And I the, the other one was a follow-up to an editorial Charlie did, actually. But in the, still the same thing in that we wrote an editorial saying, why are companies doing this or why aren't companies doing this? And then a year later, guess what? They're doing the thing we wanted them to do. So awesome. Thank you, Samsung. Hopefully, of course, because this is a rumor. But the rumor basically is Galaxy Watch 6 is going to come in four flavors. You have your regular Galaxy Watch 6 at 40 and 44 millimeters. And then you're going to have a Galaxy Watch 6 Classic, which is important, not Pro. Because last year they switched out the Classic for a Pro, which is more or less just a larger version of the regular Galaxy Watch 5. And it didn't have a physically rotating bezel, which our main complaint was that this is stupid that companies are taking away <laughs> things people like. And I, I also threw in, at the time, OnePlus taking away the... Uh, alert slider on the OnePlus 10T. And, you know, just... I, you know what? I remember you writing that article, too. Yeah, and just just the flag. You were it, so upset. <laughs> well, it, it, it wasn't just me, though. That was the funny thing. Like, at the OnePlus event, I think I said it at the time, I could not believe the number of people in the room going, yeah, but what about the alert slider? Why would you get rid of that? <laughs> well, I mean, I think m mostly when it comes to the rotating bezel, like, I just think it's weird that you would want to remove that. Like, it just... I feel yeah, like the rotating bezel has a lot of purpose to your to your watch. There's so many reasons they never should have removed that. I honestly think this was just a cost-cutting thing. They were trying to make them as similar as possible and remove as many, you know, moving parts and manufacturing extra pieces to manufacture as possible. And I just think it was a stupid decision. I blame and drugs. <laughs> they had to been taking lots of them on the really bad kind to do so yeah, it, it was dumb I really do hope this rumor is correct though because this is the right move for them to make the rotating bezel is something literally no other smartwatch does I don't know why in a world where you have six gajillion smartwatches coming out a year you would remove the one big feature that makes your watch stand out from everyone else to be fair, Nick, I mean, I think, <clears throat> okay, the fact that you're saying that it could be a cost-cutting thing is one thing, but I also think that Samsung has the wherewithal to make random things happen just to test out the market. Do you sure. know what I mean? Like, They've like I think that been that way, yeah. Yeah, and I think that this was probably one of those situations where they were like, yeah, let's just get rid of the bezel. Yeah, let's try. Let's see, let's see how people react. <laughs> Maybe they won't care. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and then, and then I think they, they just got an overwhelming response of like, are you guys dumb? Like, <laughs> what were you thinking? It, it would almost be like Apple removing all of those little sensors on the underside of the Apple Watch and going, you guys don't really care about this, do you? That's not the reason you buy the watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean... It almost feels like they did it for attention. I mean, I don't know. It almost feels intentional to me, you know. They have... I'm sure they knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, none of these companies know what they're doing, I don't think. I, look at I think we like to attribute that to leaks as well. Like, look at, look at this uh, Pixel 7a and all the Pixel Fold leaks and stuff. Like, everybody's always like, ah, oh, Google's doing this on purpose so that people stay interested. Maybe. No, no. I don't know. Well, but you know, yeah. what, you know what, truly, though? Like, I do believe that, um, like, okay, yeah, I know, all jokes aside, none of these companies know what they're doing. But I, I really do think that they pay attention to what's being written. I do think that they're paying attention to leaks. I do think that they're paying attention to 
you know, what analysts have to say. I, I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, they're going to make a decision based on what works best for them. But like, you know, I'm OK, I'm not suggesting like they read Nick's article and they're like, oh, we're going to change this because Nick wrote this. I mean, sorry, Nick, I love you. but you, Yeah, not like you, <laughs> But I'm not the I mean. only one that felt this way. So, yeah, exactly. But I, I but, agree. I, I think they pay too much attention to the loud minority voices and should go back to trying to make the right decision based on you know what their own internal testing and and their engineers come up with like they did five years ago and they made Mm. changes that people loved now Mm. it seems like they care what the internet has to say and the internet once you get in front of a keyboard your iq drops by 40 points everybody's the internet is is stupid it's filled with very, very smart people that say stupid things. Don't pay attention yeah. to it, including us. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, it's true. It's very true. Yeah. Um, I think the other the other parts of this that I thought were interesting, um, one of the rumors is that Samsung will be going back to a rounded glass design. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's going to be on the regular Galaxy Watch 6, not the classic, because it's kind of hard to make rounded glass if you have a rotating bezel on top of it. Um, but, I like, if they're going to keep... bezel. What? A glass bezel. Yeah, that's what I mean. So if they're going to keep that on the regular 6, not the classic, I feel like that makes more sense because, you know, I, I don't really care for the digital bezels, but I feel like it worked better when the watch had a rounded edge because you could kind of run your finger around the edge of it versus on the 5... You got to stick your finger basically on top of the display, and then it kind of defeats the point of having that bezel, the, right? Like, isn't the, the whole point that your fingers rounded, are not right? on the display? The Pixel Watch is rounded, right? Yeah, but the Pixel Watch has right. a crown. It doesn't do that on the display. I mean, like right, on, right, right, on right. the the Galaxy Watch Five, where we have the whole thing's flat, and you have this digital bezel that you run your finger around. It's just, I don't know. It's it's. I did not like it. Definitely mm. not a fan. Um, Interesting. And then I think universally liked will be the fact that, well, supposedly fact that the battery size is getting upgraded. It's like another 10, 15% increase in size, which I don't I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. Maybe somebody will say it's too heavy, but that's, I, I think like phones, it's going to be the minority. Nobody cares if their phone is 30 grams heavier when it has twice the size of a battery. Yeah. Um... I mean, I guess, yeah. I, well, so I, I think the, I, that's a good thing with battery because, like, obviously there's some people who like to wear their watch to go to bed, which I just do not understand how one can do that. Because I, I, they're it, smart. <sighs> I've tried it. I can't do it either. I don't, it's so uncomfortable. It's super like, uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's awful. Like, I don't know why. I mean, I guess it's good for, like, tracking your heart rate and, like, your sleeping and stuff. But it's just, it's so uncomfortable. I hate it. It's but. good for knowing what time it is and not having to have an alarm clock shining into your bedroom, putting out light to keep you awake. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. That's the, that's only, thing that's, I, the only reason I really do it. So that's a good good call. Good call. Uh, okay. Well, let's see what Samsung does. Uh, um, speaking of more rumors, um, we know that there is another one that's coming up. And I know, Nick, you, again, have some thoughts about this. So uh, Nick Diaz, uh, one of our freelance writers, 
um, wrote this specific news article. So he wrote the Galaxy, tw- sorry, Galaxy S23 series rumored to receive a big update to improve camera quality. Uh, so essentially, it means that users have been reporting an old blurred banana effect happening on their Galaxy S23, S23 Plus, and S23 Ultra. Um, while it's unknown what the cause of this issue is, one user suggests it could have something to do with the f- with field curvature. A newly surfaced rumor floats the possibility of a large Samsung update in March with some added camera optimization improvements. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously this is a good thing if it is uh, if it is going to get fixed. Um, and I know Nick, you have uh, some thoughts on that, right? Yes. Um, so I, I guess the first one we should address is the banana thing right <laughs> the blurred banana what does that even mean it's for uh, it's... selfies those special kind of selfies oh, oh. gosh okay <laughs> terrible wait are you joking yes, are you joking? yes. Oh. Um, oh my gosh all right uh okay Sorry. so this one's different from uh like a lot of phones right iphone included if you take a picture of something that's close and it doesn't switch to the macro camera a lot mm-hmm. of times you'll see the center is nice and clear and as soon as mm-hmm. you get outside of that center view, the edges are basically all blurry. I think everyone's probably seen this mm. on their phones. Okay, okay, okay. This one is weird because the center and the very outside edges are fine. But sort of that, if you were to draw like maybe three circles and size them out so that they fit the image, that middle circle would be blurry. Interesting. So it's okay. it's, I think it's a computational thing where... Samsung is using several lenses to take the picture at this distance. And for whatever reason, the the part of the computational side of things is not correctly adjusting that middle ring. It's somewhere in between the standard and the ultra-wide lens, and it's just not doing its job, which is weird because this wasn't on the S22. So either that means they changed out the lenses, which I... None of us were ever told that they had new lenses for the S23. As far as I knew, it was all the same stuff. Or this is something weird with the ISP or the algorithm they, they're using where you know something in there changed. The fact that this rumor is saying a software update could fix it, I think is probably an ISP thing. And so with that, I'm also personally hoping that they fix all the overexposure issues that these phones have because... Have you yeah. have you seen this issue happen to your phone, Nick? I've never noticed it, but I think this is like a very specific distance where you've got to take something. And in, in these images, they're using a picture of a piece of paper. Uh, and that's really the only reason you can tell. Because I think if you were to take a picture of like, you know, your cup of coffee in the morning or whatever, right? That section that it's blurred a little bit probably wouldn't be noticeable because it's not as you don't need it to be as clear as you would need a piece of paper to be with text on it right mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure i've scanned stuff with this phone but again it this is a very specific distance so i i think i just haven't run into that particular problem so i don't know no, i find it very um interesting and I, I i'm i might not have a fully articulated formulated thought here but i'm gonna go with it um so i i i picked these stories today and i was just kind of like okay i think these are the the top trending stories i think we should be talking about it whatever but it's it's so it's it's 
intriguing for me because they're all Samsung and they all deal with different issues. And the way Samsung chooses to tackle specific issues versus others, uh, comment on specific issues versus others, um, it's like, I don't know, I just, I find it intriguing. Like, I don't, maybe that's just me who's thinking that right now and I'm just, I'm just realizing it or whatever, but, you know, um, there seems to be so many issues and it's just kind of like, uh, which one should we t- be, as a company, when I'm, if I'm Samsung, I'd be thinking like, okay, which one as a company should I be paying attention to more versus something else? And I don't know, I, I, that's just the thought that popped in my head right now. You no, guys don't I, have to I think you're right. It's, first they have to decide which issues are real. Mm. You know, is this really an issue or is this just somebody doesn't like our decision? And then they have to, you know, they, Samsung is a huge evil corporation that builds everything. But even mm. Samsung doesn't have the money to just throw millions of dollars at every complaint that you see on the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm. So they have to pick and choose, which is important. Yeah, but I also think a lot of these issues getting fixed the way they are shows why it's important to buy a digital device from a company that's willing to support it. Mm-hmm. Right, because we're seeing these things get patched out. They're getting fixed. They're getting updated, right? Like uh, 10 years ago, you would have just been SOL. Well, you got to deal with it so you buy your next phone, right? Or if you mm. bought a Motorola phone, you'd be just, just tough. <laughs> wow. Namara, Namara, you were going to say something. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was just expanding on what Jerry said. And uh, I think that even if a corporation did have millions of dollars to throw at every single complaint, they shouldn't. That's just what I wanted to say. Even why Why do you think that? Why? Prioritize. Because as Jerry said, you know, uh, some complaints are just things that people don't like, decisions made by the company that people don't like. But others, like this blurry banana camera issue, <laughs> that's actually a real problem. And they can fix that <laughs> with a software update. So therefore, they address it. So I think those are the problems worth spending money on and actually addressing Here's my counter to that. And I mean, I agree with what you guys are saying, but this is just a thought that I had in my head. If a company does have billions of dollars to spend on whatever, why do they not just do it, right? Like you have the wherewithal to do it, so just fix it. What's the big deal? Well, let's... Because capitalism... I mean, let's... Sorry? Because capitalism, profits, money, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the real reason, because it's better to have a billion and one dollars in your pocket than just a billion. But uh, let's let's say the banana camera. Okay, whatever. I don't even know what the hell that is, but <laughs> whatever. Let's say that you like it, Shruti, and I don't like it. Hmm. What, what, why, if, if that's the only thing, it's something that, you like and I don't why should Samsung fix it they have to investigate and see what are real problems and what are Mm. just issues that consumers don't like a thing Mm. because there's plenty not to like about anything you buy Mm. like removing the bezel that's something I mean functionally it's not really creating problems it's just something people don't like right it's a design Mm. right but it's not having any detrimental effects for the users right yeah, I don't know. I think that makes sense. Uh, I was just a thought that I had in my head, but yeah, no, it's 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 good to talk about everything. And, and I want to go back to one thing Nick said about buying from a company that's uh, 
you know is going to support the product. Nick, if you recall, even before the S23 was in consumers' hands, you and I both said, oh, this is a software patch. Samsung's going to fix this. We had no question in our mind that a camera update would be coming. Yep. Because you know Samsung's going to support their product. Right. And especially because Samsung made such a big deal out of the camera on, on the S23 in particular, S23 Ultra in particular. But yeah, yeah they don't want to like, backtrack now. If this is Unless their the main moon. selling point for the phone, then uh, they got to get it right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, let's take a really quick break and we'll be right back, guys, with more things to talk about. Indeed is the hiring platform you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search according to U.S. Indeed data. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash ACP to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash ACP. Indeed.com slash ACP. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, hello, hello again. Um, So I want to talk about... I I mean, okay, I don't know how important this, but I just thought this was interesting. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. But uh, Nick Diaz, uh, as I mentioned, our news freelance writer, he wrote an article called The Pixel Watch Rises as Fitbit Falls in a Tough Wearable Market. So essentially, uh, Canalys reports the wearable uh, wearable band market saw an 18% decline in shipments. Google's rise to second place for Q4 is attributed to its Pixel Watch launch with 8,800,000. 8, did I say that right? 8,800. 8, 8, oh, sorry. 880,000. 800. And I can't speak. Oh, my God. Three eights, three zeros. Yes. <laughs> no. 880,000. Yeah. Yes. 880,000 units shipped during the final quarter. And Samsung has to grapple with a sharp 35% decline in wearable band shipments um yeah okay so obviously like i thought this was interesting this is also coming from a uh q1 results that said that i think it was an 11 percent decline or it could be 18 percent. i can't remember it was the exact 18 percent. because yeah it's even apple right. went down 18%. yeah so it was it was, it was an 18 percent. yeah it was 18 percent decline in um mobile purchases mobile mobile phone purchases um, so we're seeing a decline in the market. We're seeing a decline in people buying these things. 
But that being said, we're still seeing Google rise to the top of it, you know, because of their Pixel Watch launch. I think, um, though, it's not that Google outperformed. It's just everybody else underperformed. Hmm. I, I don't think Google sold more. I, well, I don't even think there's anything to compare it to. This is their first actual watch under the Pixel name. So if you want to say the Pixel sold more than expected, it's really because everything else dropped so much and the, and the Pixel didn't drop quite as much. No, and I, well, I mean, I think also there was like so much hype around the Pixel yeah. watch, right? Like the, just from the start to the end of like how long it took to make, finding it in a bar, a prototype, like just all that sure. stuff kind of resulted in people being like, ooh, I want to buy this this watch now, um, which could have been a tactic by Google. Yeah, and you know. I also think a lot of this, aside from just, you know, greater macroeconomic blah, 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 okay, I also think this reflects people getting bored, right? Okay, hmm. the, yeah. like, we, like we said before, the Galaxy Watch 5, I mean, it's fine. I would still probably say it's the best Android smartwatch based on features and stuff, but... I prefer the Pixel Watch because I like the design and I like the UI and I think it looks really good, right? And hmm. on sort of the same note, you know, what has Apple done with the Apple Watch in the last six years? Seven, no, eight. They're right, right, but I'm saying like the first two yeah, years yeah. I feel like were really big updates. Like they were a really big deal. And then every year since then it's like, well, this is, this is maybe a little bit better. And then, like, one year, the bezels shrink a decent amount. Okay, yeah, I, I could see upgrading for that. But, I mean, like, outside of that, it's it's not like they've done something that's going to make people run out and buy them in record numbers. They're pretty iterative most okay, years. Okay, so here's, here's, my, here's the question I'm going to pose, which is a similar question I posed when we talked about phone – the decline in phone buying and phone shipments – um, which is should companies reevaluate their per their portfolio of devices and when they are going to launch those devices? Yes. Because okay. <laughs> the annual thing okay. is stupid. I, that's always tough, though. That's that's a tough call because you can't please everyone. You can't. If there's a, a phone or a watch, and all four of us say, "Well, that's that's." product is piece of they should never should have made it never should have sold it there's somebody out there who disagrees who thinks this is great that i can get this with these features at this price point and then but is that is that person someone who owned uh so let's say you're saying that person is like oh this is a great phone this is a great feature but is that person having a phone from last year or is that person having a phone from like four years ago both I mean, Nick Nick is sporting around with a brand new Galaxy S23 Ultra. What if he runs over it with his car and he doesn't work at Android Central? He has to mm -hmm. go out and buy another phone. Uh, people always are buying phones. I think it's dumb to make so many phones and try to release so many phones each year or try to sell people on a new, very expensive phone every year. I agree with Nick. I think it's dumb, but I do see why companies do it. On, on that note, I also think it's stupid that we have new car models every year. What the heck does a new car every year even do for you? <laughs> That's right. They should have stopped it's with stupid. the stupid. They should Make have stopped model, with the 1974 Corvette. 
Yeah, I just, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I just I don't understand the annual. Oh, di- oh, the digression. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> well, I was going to ask. Okay, because um, obviously all of us are based in North America, but Namira, you're based in Bangladesh, which is very different, and and consumer habits are different there. And I'm curious if you've noticed if is is the smartphone market a big market in Bangladesh? Is that is that something that you notice people buying more of? And and do you think this, the case should be the same for your region where like, should there be a phone that comes out every year for your region? Or do you think it should not? Speaking about this region, it, I mean, it's, it's, you might think that things are a lot different here, but actually I would say it kind of mirrors what you see in, in the North American region or wherever you're based because yeah, people love phones. They're always buying phones and you know, they're catching up to the rest of the world. But it still doesn't make sense to have a new phone model every year. I, I don't think companies should be doing that. You know, uh, a new expensive phone every year. People aren't really going to upgrade their phones every year because even here, when they buy phones, right, they're whatever, your Xiaomi, Samsung, whatever. These phones are now modern and they last for a long time. Mm. They're supported for three, four, five years. Especially here, I would say people don't go out and buy a new phone, the latest phone right away every year. I don't think anybody really does that. Mm. Yeah, that's why I'm like, should we be changing the portfolio of these companies? I mean, maybe that's a long shot for us to... Yeah. Because if you think about it, uh, the S23 series have three phones, then they have their foldables, two of them. And then they have their uh, mid-range phones. And then they have their budget phones. So think about, I understand that they're all in different price ranges and so on. But they have so much going on. Their portfolio is so big. Mm. And they refresh this every year. Does it really make sense to do that? Especially in terms of the flagship phones that bring just really small incremental upgrades. Why would somebody today go out and choose to buy the S23 Ultra, which is expensive and has a banana camera issue. <laughs> Joking. But uh, as opposed to buying the S22 Ultra, which is almost exactly the same and is now cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, that's an argument that Nick and Jerry have both made for many years. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's... I... This, this sounds terrible, guys, but trust me, I don't mean it the way it sounds. I can probably get any phone I want for free. That's no, just no, but it's also your it's it's the right. Position a, you're a mechanic in well. can get a wrench. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that's the same thing. We we on this call could probably fire off an email and say, "Hey, we want to check this out," and yeah, get any absolutely. phone we want for free because to the companies that make them, they're just a, a super cheap commodity that they can afford to throw around. But I'm, I, I use a Pixel 6, and you know next year I'm probably going to use a Pixel 6 because it works. It does what I want it to do, and I don't really need to... I use to, a Pixel 6 as well. Yeah, I, I don't need to spend the time to try to swap everything from one phone to the next. I just don't care enough. Yeah. And I can only imagine how that translates into if Jerry had to spend $1,000 on a phone. Oh my God, I'd never change phones. I would keep that $1,000. You're also, also don't forget though, it's like, yeah, you would have to spend the money, but you likely, I mean, at least if you're in North America, because again, I know in, in Bangladesh it's different, but 
in North America, you probably would get a discount with your carrier, and you probably won't have to pay that much, and you can do trade-in deals no, I, and get some money back. I don't, I don't do that crap. If, if I buy something, okay, it's fair. mine, and I pay so, cash for it. I guess, I guess my own evidence of what Jerry was saying, right? I so I took a two-year hiatus from reviewing phones after the Pixel Three came out. Um, when the Pixel Four was announced, I was like super excited for it for several reasons. Okay, so I bought a Pixel Four XL. I loved that phone. And I used it for two years until I got the job here. <laughs> and then I started reviewing phones again, so now I use whatever I review. But when I bought a phone, I bought it and I kept it and I used it for... I probably would have been still using it, honestly, until they stopped supporting it. And even then, who knows, maybe maybe I wouldn't have given it up. I'm not sure. But, like, you know, I, I picked the phone that met my needs and it was fine. I enjoyed using it and I didn't really care about upgrading it it really wasn't on my radar right and again it goes back to what jerry was saying i think all of us on this call are very privileged and we can shoot an email and get whatever we want but it's really the average consumer who also as you noted for yourself nick you know that wasn't something that you thought of it wasn't a on your priority list of things that you needed to get a new phone or the next new phone because you liked the phone that you had and it worked well and it worked just fine for you. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of people think that way. And it, and that is why I asked the question, why aren't we getting, you know, or why aren't the big companies changing up how often they're releasing the phone? It just doesn't make sense to me. I think a few days ago, uh, Andrew, was it, wrote an article uh, actually a few weeks ago that the Pixel 8 should not come out this year. Yeah. Google should skip it. Yeah. So this conversation, it reminds me of that. And I think he was spot on with that article. And this conversation just reminds me of that. There is really no need for companies to be releasing a new version of their phone every single year. That's yeah. just what I think. No, I fully agree. Yeah, I, I agree too, but it makes the money. When... when if they ever stop doing it, it's because they make more money not doing it. Would they make more money by uh, submitting or rather, sorry, releasing a device uh, every two years because there's more demand in that circumstance? Or are they would they be making more money by releasing a device every single year? I almost feel like they would probably make more money, even more money than they would by releasing a device every two years. I I, I don't know, but I can tell you they don't think so. Yeah. If they well. if that's what they thought, that's what Apple and Samsung would do starting today. Yeah, that's true. They these are companies that can basically print money with their ideas. They they know what the heck they're doing when it comes to filling their bank accounts. This is very true. So and and the only thing I can think of why is because there's always somebody that needs a new phone. And if they can break even or turn a profit on a phone model that a lot of people didn't buy, like what was that? The, the was it the S twenty one or the S twenty two that sold? It was the S twenty S twenty one FE or SE? One of those phones. I can't remember. I just, I just remember one year they sold a whole lot fewer phones than they thought they would, but yeah, they still turned a profit. Yeah. Well, good, good, good for them. Okay. No, <laughs> bad for, for them. them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bad for them. But um, okay. 
I want to talk about something that I I don't know anything about, um, and that's why I have Namira on the phone call with us. Uh, so we, there was some, I literally, I do not know the story. So Namira, you're going to have to break it down for us. Um, I know Jerry said he wanted to talk about this as well. Uh, so break down for us, what what is this battery recall situation that's happening? Uh, what What is it? Tell us about it. Like, why is it happening? Uh, take it away. Yeah, hi. So... What happened is Anchor had some problems with one of their really popular power bank models. It's the PowerCore 20K R35. And they issued a voluntary recall notice a few days ago. So about 42,000 units sold in the U.S. and about 600-something units sold in Canada are being recalled. And this is a very serious issue. They have told everyone to immediately stop using these devices and they should not dispose of them they should be very careful the way they dispose of them sorry because they're at risk of overheating and even you know eventually exploding oh my god has been one reported case of a minor injury so this is really severe so i believe these are you know they're exploding so if you have a power bank from anchor that is from the 535 series just stop using it immediately contact your seller make sure that this is not from the batch. Okay, so let let's talk about this recall and okay, well obviously, you know, it's a it's a bad thing. Um and you know, Numeri, you write a lot about accessories and, and all of that. Okay, so why how does something like this happen? I mean, like, you know, there are obviously f- many devices will have a lot of issues and stuff, but how how does something like this happen and how do they prevent from something like this happen? Maybe that's too big of a question and Jerry, maybe you can step in, but like I don't know, Namira. Do you know? Do you know how something like this happens? I would like Jerry to expand on it, but from what I believe, I'll just like you know lead into it for you, Jerry. <laughs> Normally, they have uh, different factories and they have different people manufacturing sets or lots of these uh, products that depend on the region that they're going to go to. So you know that's why this includes the uh, American region and Canada because you know a certain factory might be producing products that are supposed to ship to a certain region. I don't know exactly how this happens. Of course, they must have been negligent in some way, but it is nice to see that at least they're, you know, well, not nice to see. It's horrible that this happened, but at least they're recalling them. They are also issuing full refunds. I'm sorry, it was incorrect. They have 10 reports of incidents as of now and one minor injury. Yeah. So, Jerry, what do you think? How do you think they actually end up, you know, uh, issuing these? And how do these kinds of faulty products end up in the wild and people end up purchasing them? It's it it goes back to what you said about you know, Anchor doesn't make batteries; they make a device that uses that battery. But a lot of different companies make the actual batteries that are inside of a power bank including names you know, like Samsung and LG and a bunch of other names you don't know. And believe it or not, uh, a lithium-ion battery, and the science has come a long way in just a few years, but the, the tolerances are pretty tight. You, you, you can't get anything very wrong without creating a dangerous situation. And that's what this is. It, it's probably one factory had one lot that didn't meet tolerance or, you know, 
maybe even two factories reduced or produced a, a few batteries that were out of spec. But it just so happens the samples they pulled off the line and tested were good enough. Yikes. Well, that doesn't mean that every battery that get, gets manufactured in that lot is exactly the same, but they can't test every battery. If, if they were going to test every single battery, then a battery power bank would cost you $250 instead of $50. Dang. So, you know, it's it's a, a weird balance. Uh, but more importantly, these things are dangerous, period. They If, if they're not made entirely correct with all the safety standards and issues in place the way they should be you literally have a bomb in your hands a chemical bomb and and i think nobody really gave that much thought until the note seven a few years back i remember that and and we we we, everywhere yeah we we saw things burn to the ground because of a battery in a phone and that is always a possibility and they had a fire in their house because, because of the because phone. Of the note seven. Yeah, because of the phone. Jeez. And they had little kids. It was really dangerous. And you know, I I don't want to nitpick, and I don't want to blame any one company. That was, in the in the end, that was Samsung's fault because their name is on the product. But it's not like there was anything Samsung could do about the situation once it was you know once it came out that's why they had to pull all the phones back and that's what anchor is doing here they've identified a problem in this area okay i i have a question jerry Mm -hmm. and and i know you probably know the answer to this so um in canada any anything any device any company that wants to sell anything has to go specifically when it's technology related um has to go through health canada and if you know if there are no uh, issue, or if there are issues, or if there are things that that are wrong, then Health Canada will not approve it for the public um, in Canada. So, in a circumstance like this, I, I guess, like, how how does that work? Because, like, obviously, like you said, that there was like a faulty issue in one of the factories or whatever. But how, like, would would we blame Health Canada? I'm not su- suggesting that Health Canada made something, did something wrong here. But like, is that what would happen? Like, we would have to blame the department that didn't take a look, or is it the factory that we blame? Like, how, what went wrong here in that in that um, line of events? Well- uh, until we know exactly what happened, it's it's hard to tell. But if it's, you know, my hypothetical is true that there was just an issue with a run at one of the factories. You can't blame anyone. Mm. It's and and what what you have in Canada is I, I know it's even stricter in the EU and in the U.S. We have underwriters laboratories in the EU. They have CE mark most. Company or countries throughout the world have that they they test these kind of things. The government tests them and approves their sale or doesn't approve their sale. Uh, that doesn't mean just just because we'll use Health Canada just because the one Health Canada got the test and I say one they probably tested a hundred. Just because all of those were okay doesn't mean the same mm. device manufactured six months later in a different factory in a different part of the world is also going to be okay. There's mm-hmm. no way to fix that mm-hmm. without testing every single unit and then the consumer would go insane at the price. 
I mean, in my opinion, so when it's something like a 20,000 milliamp hour battery, test every damn unit and, and double their price. I don't care because that, that can literally kill you or kill the people around okay. you. So, Numera, what are some, I guess, like alternatives to purchasing a power bank or or power banks that are safer for users? I, I don't know. Is that something that's that's there? I mean, it sounds like all power power banks Ironically, are actually that it's ironic because Anchor is one of the biggest names. When you think charging solutions, the number one brand that anybody would recommend, including myself, is Anchor. So, you know, when you're buying something like a 20,000 milliamp power bank, no matter what brand, like Jerry said, I think you just have to be cautious because Mm -hmm. there's no way of knowing for sure whether it's going to be faulty, whether it's going to have an issue. There are some great alternative brands I could recommend, Basius, Raft Power, you know, there's lots of great brands, but how do you know that they won't have the same issue going Mm. forward? Exactly. It's just, you don't know that. You can't guarantee that. This is about quality assurance and, you know, you can't have the same uniform level of uh, quality assurance in every single factory that's producing these, you know. I think when it comes to something like a battery recall, rather than focus on the brand and what they might have done wrong, you have to focus on their reaction to the problem. Did Anchor react to this? If they pulled them before the governments of the world said they had to, then yes, that's the right way. Mm-hmm. Find out there's a problem, figure out why there's a problem, figure out what you need to be pulled off the shelves and have people throw away and send back. And please don't throw a, a power bank away. I just said throw away. But uh, that's... Yes, actually, I think, Jerry, it would help if you inform people how what is the proper way to dispose of Oh, them. yeah. Because, okay, if, uh, if you're you in know, North... I warn people not to throw them in the bin. Yeah. In North America, that's super easy. Take it to Best Buy. Oh, interesting. Okay. It, it Best Buy will, will take it from you. In, in other parts of the world, that's probably your best bet to find a retailer who recycles electronics. They will take care of it for you. If that is not an option, try your landfill who may have mm. a spot to recycle these. Uh, if, if there is no – if you've done everything you can and it's up to you to dispose of that battery uh, – I mean, if you go on Amazon, you can buy pouches to store batteries in that are fire retardant. I guess store it in one of those. And, man, I don't even want to be telling you to throw it away. I, I just don't. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the products in there are bad for the environment, but that's not my reasoning. Uh, it, it's the, the danger factor. I, I can imagine uh, a, one of those 12-year landfill fires that burns for years and years started by a stupid battery from a phone. Jeez. And that's a possibility. So I... I, I, Crazy. Man, just... Don't. Find somebody that will take it. We're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. 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 Go to to our Best Buy. Best Buy, if you can. Just go to a Best Buy, guys. Right. If you're in, in the... The, the U.S. or Canada, and I do believe there's Best Buys in other parts of the world, but don't quote me on that. I know, uh, shoot, the name of the company in the U.K. is... North America? Probably. I I, I know well, the, the name of the company way. in the U.K. is on the tip of my tongue, but you know what I'm talking about. These 
electronic the stores is, yeah. will take your your. The point is, be careful in when you're disposing off your batteries and electronics. It's really important, guys. And I think it's also important. And Anchor isn't paying me for this, and I'm not a shill for any of these companies. But that doesn't mean any of Anchor's other products are bad. That's true. They all use different parts. Okay, I want to talk about our last topic. Um, And one of the reasons why I brought it up was because um, Nick and I had a really great conversation about it. Um, since I, I, I had to go on TV to talk about it, but, uh, and, and he helped me brief, brief myself for it. Uh, and I really wanted to get his thoughts and get you guys to hear it. But essentially yesterday, Meta, who is the parent company of Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp, uh, decided to announce yet another round of employee layoffs as part of its quote unquote year of efficiency. So essentially they've reduced its work for workforce yet again by roughly 10,000 employees. This comes from 11,000 employees that they uh, laid off in late 2022. I believe it was in November. Um, and basically they, they had, they have plans to, you know, fire more people and they have referred, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO has referred 2023 as a year of efficiency. Now, uh, you know, when, when Nick and I were talking about this, like there was just a lot of back and forth in terms of like, why are we doing more layoffs? Like, obviously we're seeing a lot of layoffs in a lot of companies and a lot of that came from over hiring during the pandemic. Um, and you know, now they're strategies have changed but i i think meta is a little bit a little bit even more different than some of those companies um and i'm going to get nick's perspective on this in a second but i say it's a little bit different because meta had has also gone through or rather has undergone a if you will a transfer transformation of rebranding itself right so over a year ago now we 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 know that it branched off and now it's a parent company of these these companies facebook instagram whatsapp and meta has sort of trans like you know sort of gone into a different direction of figuring out what the metaverse is delving into ar and vr and i almost like from me without even having talked to nick about this like in my head i'm thinking like what are they doing do they even know what they're doing do they have they gotten this figured out and so when i see these layoffs I, I'm obviously very sad about it, but I almost wonder, like, maybe it's a good thing because now they're really figuring out what they are as a company. Like, what are they really catering to? So, Nick, I wanted to get your perspective because I know you talked about to me yesterday a little bit about those strategy changes and how and if they are a good thing. What are your thoughts here? Right. So I think, you know, his his whole year of year of efficiency thing. Jeez, I can't talk. Um is an important thing to look at because over the last, I think, five years in particular, a lot of tech companies, you know, Facebook slash Meta, Google, Apple, whatever, have hired a lot of people. And, you know, companies like Google, I guess Meta as well, tend to work on a lot of things that never see the light of day, right? These are R&D workhorse companies, essentially. Um, and they're all funded by ads, really, for the most part. I mean, there's obviously other forms of income from these companies, but the vast majority is ads. And so you have this sort of culture of we're just going to hire people to come up with things because, well, that's what we do. We have to come up with the next big thing. That's how our company works. And you combine that with the fact that ad revenue is down a lot, 
right? Like mm-hmm. we don't have the traffic that we had on the internet in general when we had, that we had in 2020, right? It's just not mm-hmm. the same as it is in 2023. It's a lot lower. People are spending less because of the macroeconomic stuff that we talked about, what, two, two or three stories ago on this podcast. Um, so it's, it's just a lot of things compounding. And I think it's reality hitting. I, I, I guess we could joke about it's reality hitting reality labs, right? It, it, <laughs> it's unfortunate. <laughs> unfortunate joke, but it's very true. It is. And it's like, I guess in a way, we and the people involved in this had fun. And I can guarantee you a lot of these people are probably not sorry for the time that they spent with these companies and the experiences that they had. Nobody wants to lose their job, obviously. And especially mm-hmm. when you're in these kinds of jobs where I'm sure a lot of these people probably made a good amount of money, right? That that was the driving role behind a lot of these tech jobs is you make good money, you have good benefits. A lot of them had really good time off policies. I mean, there was always the joke that Google Campus was a constant party, right? Like mm-hmm. this was a whole culture that you went into. So now that it's kind of waking up and realizing, well, this isn't really sustainable for more than a few years, I, I think that's part of what we're seeing. Um, let's, let's talk about let's talk about that efficiency thing for a second, because I had mentioned this earlier and, and about how um, Meta really needs to figure out like what it is as a company and what it wants to do. Right. Obviously, it it branched out and became a parent company because of all the misdoings and the mistrust that a lot of people had with Facebook. And it, I think they really wanted to like separate themselves from that and kind of rebrand themselves and regain the trust from users. But I'm, I want to compare it, compare this company to uh, some other companies that I think are really, really good at what they do. So for example, obviously Apple is a company that really understands its uh, audience and really understands what direction they're going to, to an extent. But another company that, that I always think of is Reddit. I think Reddit is a fantastic platform because they don't really go crazy on adding things. Like they're not trying to compete with TikTok. They're not trying to compete with Snapchat or Twitter or whatever it is. They just do their own thing. They kind of stay in their own lane. Reddit just does its own thing and it's successful. There's a reason for why Reddit is so successful. And I wonder if you know, doing this year of efficiency will make Meta successful. Do you think that will be the case? I think it'll make them more successful as far as bottom line goes. Um, And, you know, like I said, I I think that kind of goes in with this reality call that they're getting. Um, You know, you're all about the the jokes today, hey? Yeah. just a lot of these companies, like we also said before, don't really know what they're doing, right? I think mm-hmm. many of them sort of stumbled into their own success. I don't think anybody would have ever thought Facebook would have been as successful as it was or still is, right? Google mm-hmm. was a, a garage project that somebody, you know, a couple of guys got together and were having fun with. Like a lot of these things are just sort of right place, right time moving with the culture, cultural growth types of things. So once you get to a point where other companies start giving you real competition and now you have to branch out and do other things, I think that's where we've developed this culture of we just need to hire more people to study more things so that we can make more things, even though we don't know what those things are, right? Like they don't don't necessarily have a goal 
Um, and I think my hope for Meta is that it doesn't turn into a company like Google who continues to cancel public projects when there is consumer demand. It, you know, in a lot of cases, companies like this will say, well, there's not enough consumer demand, even though thousands or tens of thousands of people are using their products. And I think that's probably Google's biggest weakness is that in a lot of ways, the company tends to just drop things when it loses interest or it loses momentum instead of trying to figure out how to fix them or roll them into something else. Whereas I feel like a company like Apple, when they come out with something, they support it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Apple obviously has projects that it has canceled or abandoned because they didn't take up. But they don't, I don't feel like they do as many of those as some of these other companies do. And I, th- I yeah, go ahead. sorry, oh, continue. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> well, I, I had a question that I wanted to ask. And I think, I think, I don't know if, if Nick, you would know the answer to this, but I have a feeling maybe Jerry might. Um, do these companies start up uh, projects for the sake of starting up projects because they see it trending or do they believe and then and then they're just kind of like oh it's not going to work out or do they genuinely want to work on that project and i mean obviously if they did then the project would be successful and it would be released to the public but there i mean i wonder if there's a there's a case here where you know meta maybe believed really hardly on a specific project and then and it just didn't work out because they didn't think it was it was um the right project to release to the public. I don't know. Did, did that question make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, I think there are a couple of examples, right? So Stadia, I think, is a great example of the core team that I think really believed in the vision, right? Because when Stadia came out, it was a great product. And I know some people didn't say that because they weren't close enough to a data center or whatever. But the actual product itself was incredible. And it really had the potential to become as big as a PlayStation or an Xbox. But I don't think Google execs or the higher-ups actually believed in it. And it fell apart in just a year. What were you going to say, Jerry? I said that's a great example. I I think most of the people that worked on Stadia really loved the product and were working on it. But I know... Not, not just think, I know that the the people at Google were only, that, that make the decisions, were only concerned about how we can make money from this idea. That's why it was so off-the-cuff easy for Google to cancel the consumer side of that project. They got the technology figured out, and now they can make money from the idea, and they aren't concerned about $15 a month from Nick and Jerry. They're concerned about, you know, millions, potentially billions of dollars, you know, hosting that technology for other companies, big companies to use. So you have a disconnect there as far as the product goes. And, I, I you know, Meta is the same way. Apple is the same way. Microsoft is the same way. It's It's a big... It's always funny to make fun of Google for canceling stuff, but that that's just the way it is. They, you know, uh, Microsoft, they, they come up with an idea, and if it just so happens it's an idea we love, we're upset 
when the company stops investing in it because they've got what they wanted out of it. Do you think that um, do you think that sometimes these companies will pitch ideas and make it exciting in the hopes of receiving more funding from investors and, you know, putting that bright, shiny dollar symbol in their eyes, um, thinking that they're going to get a high return on investment yes. on these ideas? Okay. I, I, I don't think so, though, Nick. Not not Google, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon. They don't need an outside investors. That's always nice until it comes time to sharing the money that they've made. If, if they could do it on their own, I think that's what they want to do. That makes sense. Here's here's why I say yes, though, and I'll use Reality Labs as an example. I think Zuckerberg believes in the vision of AR, VR, XR, you know, the metaverse, all of that stuff. I fully believe the dude is totally invested in that concept. And I think the if, way... If Mark Zuckerberg was listening to this, he would realize that you just called him dude. <laughs> You'd have to reboot him. <laughs> all right, well... Okay, so that that company, right, he sold this vision that I think is a pretty cool vision, and I think we've seen it in a lot of science fiction stories and a lot of other stuff, right? And I think people could get into it, and when they created Reality Labs, you know, a lot of people always joke, oh, well, they've spent $10 billion on VR headsets in the metaverse. Well, they actually haven't. Um, most of that, that money has gone towards AR glasses, and we have yet to have even a somewhat commercially decent pair of AR glasses. You know, most of them are things that people don't want to wear. They're clunky. If they're not physically large and clunky, then the software is not really worth using, right? Like, I think that that part of the vision has been a real time and money sink for these companies. And I think that's the other sort of wall that, that we're running up against is we have these ideas and a lot of these companies who maybe believe in this from the higher level have these ideas but then you have the opposite problem of stadia whereas stadia i think the the engineers and the ground level people really believed in it and could get it working but they couldn't convince execs right this is the opposite the exec has the goal and the vision but the engineers are like we can't make the silicon small enough we can't make the batteries small enough we don't have this technology yet this is still science fiction i guess time will tell if this job cut situation is really a good thing or if it's not no no it's not a good thing these companies don't have any respect for human beings no let's not throw that You're part right. away no, these are I, listen dirty filthy companies that treat their employees like a, a used sock with a hole in it. Yeah, that's very true. No, no, no. You're you're right. You're right. I I do not disagree with that. Um but if we're going to take it off off of what he's saying this quote unquote year of efficiency, well let's see if that decision really was the smart thing to do. And you know what? I if guess. it's not, let's hold his feet to the goddamn fire. <laughs> yes. And, that's and fine. I if we want to give him the benefit of the doubt, do it. But then yeah. when it's proved to be just another lie, make him pay. Yeah. yeah. Well. I, and I really, my last thought is I really would like them to realize that they are also a games company and really focus on the Quest 3 and the, the Quest ecosystem like that because they've, as much money and time as they put into it, it's still kind of treated as a we don't know what we're doing we're not really sure we want to get into this kind of thing sometimes. 
And I really want them to focus on that because they really have a great product and they already have the suggestions on how to fix it. And I, I really would like to see them just, you know, fix the pieces that are messy, essentially. Yeah, totally. Okay, on that note, I'm going to get to my favorite part. Uh, Namira, I have not briefed you about this, but essentially my favorite part is at the end of the show, I go around the room and I ask everyone, what is the thing that made them happy this past week? Um, and it can't be work-related. Um, so you can think about it, unless you already have something, but who wants to go first? What is the thing that made you happy this past week? I, I have two, but I'll save one for next week since it's also happening this weekend. Um, okay. You my go. one for this week was a concert I went to last night. Um, I've seen these people before. The, the group is called Bit Brigade. And Bit Brigade? Bit Brigade, yes. B-I-T. Cute. Brigade. Okay. And okay, okay. this is like the geekiest concert you'll ever go to in your life. Okay. You have one guy that sits in front of a monitor and plays NES games and he speed runs oh them. My God. Okay. Oh my gosh. And these are ROMs that have no music. They only have the sound effects. So it's just the game with the sound effects. And the band on the, uh, you know, alongside him is playing the music from the game live. That is so cool. It's so Whoa, much that's fun. Cool. <laughs> that's really fun. That's really fun. I love that. It's, I love it's it. like, it's just, it's so, it's both visually and like audibly interesting because you have, you have all of these sensory things happening. Whereas most concerts are, you know, you have lights and stuff, but most concerts are just focused on the music. And this is like both. It's cool. That's really cool. That's awesome. Okay, who wants to go next? This is hard for me. Okay, because, why is it hard for you? Because my wife's dog is dying. Oh. And wow. anything that would try to make me happy is kind of getting overwhelmed by that. Because I say Aww. he's my wife's dog, but he's a good little dog. I love the little Aww. I almost said the F word. But I love the little guy. And it's really kind of hard to single out something that made me happy. Except that, you know, he doesn't seem like he's super comfortable. So maybe this is a good th one of those things that's hard, but the right thing. I don't know. I think the thing the thing that you're trying to say is that he made you happy for all the years yeah. that he has been there. Yeah, and, and I always say he's my wife's dog because we, I have a dog and my wife has a dog. But, of course, both of the dogs are our family dogs. And, mm -hmm. and he, he's been here for 20 years. He's been with us. Dang. My wife had to oh bottle feed him. He wasn't even weaned when she picked him up. Wow. She, she rescued him. And uh, his, his mother and three other puppies were dead. And, uh, he, I mean, he's, his entire life has been with us and, and my goodness, he, he, he goes every fishing trip, Rex is there. <laughs> my, my quote unquote dog, I wouldn't take her within a mile of a trout stream because she would scare every fish away, but not Rex. He'll go down there and he'll lay down in the warm sand and roll around Aww. and just lay there and get up and wag his little tail whenever I'd catch well, fish. Well, basically what you're trying to say is how much he made you happy. Yeah, that little dog. And now I got to stop yeah. talking about it. But that, yeah, that oh. little dog made me happy for at least 15 of those 20 years. Oh, well, we love him regardless of, of the circumstance. Um, okay, Namira, your turn. What, what made you happy this past week? Well, I think what really made me happy this week was my younger brother, 
he had some great news to share with me. He got accepted into his desired postgraduate program. So Congrats. he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be going off to do his master's. And he's a super geek. He, he did bachelor of physics. Who studies physics? Oh, my God. Now <laughs> wow. he's going to do his master's in that. So um, I'm really proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> That is amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, congrats to him and tell, tell him that we all wish him good luck. I'm so sorry, Jerry. I, I really understand. I might not fully understand your pain, but I have to say goodbye to my dog two years ago. And it's the worst thing that I ever experienced. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. The the worst part is I, I, I can't stand watching and waiting. I don't, I don't have the info. The, you know the heart to take him to the vet and have him put down uh and i you know, it, that's okay, watching him you know? is just killing me oh he's wow. not in any pain so don't don't at me he's yeah well he's, that's good that's good you know he lifts his head and wags his tail but he doesn't walk you i mean four or five times a day we take him a little bowl of water to, to drink because he doesn't even want to get up this morning he wouldn't even eat his little Bacon flavored Gaines burger stuff that he eats. So, but he's laying right here on the beside me. Oh, well, we love well, we love him for sure, regardless of the situation. Yeah, I also love him. Um. Okay. Well, what made me happy this week? I have two things that I want to say. So the first is, um, and I think Nick will appreciate this, but I have been going hard playing Hogwarts Legacy. And it is so fun. Oh my gosh, it's such a fun game. And I honestly do not understand the haters out there. It, it ugh, like it is the, the, my favorite part about the game is the combat. It's so fun. I, it just, it's just so exciting and magical and it's such a beautiful design. And maybe I'm just like a novice and I don't know anything about gaming, but I really enjoy this game and I'm really, really happy with it. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. So that's the thing that made me happy. And then the other thing is, um, well, long story short, I got a camera, a, a tripod light from my phone cause I do a lot of TV hits and I finally got a tripod light, but someone on the internet made a gif out of me. <laughs> And it's really funny and it made me really happy. So those are the two things that made me happy. But anyways, on that <laughs> on that note. I saw that. It was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I just want to tell everyone who's listening to us, wherever you are, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or night, thank you so much for listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. And we will catch you guys very, very soon. Bye. Bye.